snap is back, ball is down, the kick is blocked, they got it! Denzel Ward blocked the field goal try, and that's the end of the first half. Can Denzel Ward do anything else? When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. 50, Nick Chubb! Hasta la vista, baby! Nick Chubb! Touchdown! What a catch by Landry! What is going on, Dog Pound Nation? It's your boy, Matty B, back with the Back Row Brown Show. We are proud to be part of the Back Row Fantasy Show Network, brought to you by the Back Row Show. Got a ton of great podcasts on here for a ton of teams. Check it out. We are killing it over here. I'm excited to be back with you guys. Obviously, we are getting ready for week three. It is Saturday. Week 3 starts tomorrow, or technically it kicked off uh, the other day with the Dolphins and the Jaguars, but for us, all we really care about are our Browns. We get Washington here, and we will get into that game in just a minute. I was hoping to jump in and break down our great Thursday night win against the Bengals in Week 2. Earlier in the week, I had some stuff going on, so for today's show, we're going to handle both of them. We're going to go in and talk about what I thought the Browns did right and there's still a couple things I, I think they need to change or get better at. But uh, it wasn't much. I really did like the game. So let's jump in and talk about what the Brownies did against the Bengals. First and 10 at the Lions 29. And Prescott goes screen right. Elliott down the right side to the 25, to the 20, to the 10. Elliott to the pylon. Zeke Elliott, touchdown. 38 on the screen. Second down at 10, takes the snap, gives it. Chubb runs, he's in the 15, he's in the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb, he's in the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Chubb a lava hub. 92 yards. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh my God! Oh my God!
All right, so Thursday night last week, obviously, uh, we talked about it. It was, uh, I said not a must-win. A lot of people in the Cleveland media and Cleveland Browns fans alone thought it was a must-win game. For me, it was not, but I did want us to obviously win that game. It would be good and huge for us moving forward. We, we do have a tough first side of the schedule here before our bye week. And we needed to get at least three, I'm hoping four. I mean, five wins obviously would be amazing. But I'm thinking with, with again, the teams we have on here, it's not going to be easy. We needed to get a couple wins out of here. Uh, and we got one here against Cincinnati. It was a good game overall. I'm going to start with the running backs. I mentioned it on that podcast. We need to rely heavily on the run here to help set up the play action for Baker and allow him to roll out of the pocket. I'm going to be honest, I feel like the pass actually set up the run in this one. But regardless, Chubb gets 22 carries for 124 yards, average 5.6 and two touchdowns. Now, I will say the Bengals are bad against the run. Their defense was beat up on the front line and their linebackers, but Chubb still looked really good on a lot of his runs. Even when he was getting hit around the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage, he was still getting those extra yards, which we all love from Chubb. So he looked a lot better. Again, I thought he ran good in that Baltimore game. They just kind of got away from the run, which is somewhat understandable with the way the game went. I still think you can rely on the run until you're really out of it. And the Browns weren't out of it, out of it until the fourth quarter. They just really kind of moved away from the run. Hunt also got involved in this one, uh, 10 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown, so 8.6. I mean, these two were just killing it. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, Hunt did also get two catches for 15 yards and a touchdown. I mean, they, they look phenomenal. If you're a Browns fan, you have to be excited for the way that these two are playing. Uh, and if they continue to play this way, the Browns are going to be contenders this year for a playoff spot and possibly even the division. It's going to be hard to win the division against Pittsburgh and the Ratbirds. Uh, both look good, but they're still a contender having these two running backs playing the way that they are. I, I really, truly enjoyed watching them. Uh, obviously, we'll talk more about the Washington game here in a little bit, but I think they're going to be key. On the wide receiver side, so Odell had the big game, but it mostly came on one play, so I'm still a little bit worried about Beckham, but again... The play calling was so on point in this game, and it was another thing I talked about in the Baltimore game. You know, I was actually getting killed on Twitter uh, because I responded to a a. I mean, he's a notable Browns fan on Twitter, and he was talking about how he thinks Baker Mayfield is trash. And I go, it's not just Baker. Like, and I don't think Baker's trash. So maybe that's why I disagree with everybody on this. But the play calling has been horrible for him for the past couple years, and. Even in game one, Stefanski, in my opinion, did not do great calling plays. And again, it may have been just one of those things where the old Mike Tyson saying, you have a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. Maybe they just got punched in the mouth so hard by Baltimore that they couldn't recover and they couldn't figure out what they were going to do. And again, it's easy to say they were up in this game. Uh, I'm pretty much from the jump. Maybe it's easier to stick with your game plan, obviously, with that going on. But all in all, I think he called a better game, and, and it did help the wide receivers and Baker. Uh, but Odell gets the big 43-yard touchdown, ends up with four catches for 74 yards. He was targeted six times. So, again, maybe he has a better day if they're not running the ball so well. Like, that's my thing. I know... Uh, I think it was I was actually Odell who was interviewed after the game. One of the players who was, I mean, Baker was interviewed as well, but Odell was interviewed after the game. They talked about him because we, we all know 
there's all the different rumors and all this other crap going around. Odell seems like every year, right? As soon as he has a bad game, it's like, up oh, the Browns are looking to trade Odell. Now, they did come out and say that that was never one of their plans. They never were trying to, to trade him. Um, and I'm going to choose to believe him because, as we talked about, it just didn't make sense at the time. Uh, but he does only get the six targets. It is more than anybody else. The next closest was Austin Hooper with four. And again, I just think that was the run. And as Odell said in that interview, he's like, look, we could have ran the ball on them for like 300 yards. So he's like, that's what we wanted to do. That was our focus. So he was even kind of coming out saying, hey, look, like we wanted to run the ball against Cincinnati. And they did. So that might be a big reason why Odell kind of, I don't want to say took a back seat because he did have the one big play. He should have had two as well. Uh, he did get a P.I. call, not called against him. I believe it was on a third down too. He got, I mean, just blew by his corner, and the dude was, like, yanking his jersey, like, ripping the jersey, trying to keep him back, and somehow the the referee did not see it, and it just caused him and Baker to just miss catching a pass that would have had Odell scoring another touchdown. So he could have had a much better day here. Jarvis Landry, 46 yards on three catches, uh, just three targets, catches all three. Again, Jarvis, he's just a stud. Uh, you know, I talked about it for fantasy side. I love Jarvis uh, as a player here, and I love having him, you know, with the with the Cleveland Browns. My biggest worry for him is if Odell continues to come on and be the main guy, it's going to hurt him fantasy-wise. But NFL-wise, you there's... Not many other players out there you can ask for as a better second to, to Odell than Jarvis Landry. I mean, you've got a few. Obviously, Calvin Ridley has really stepped up there with Julio in Atlanta. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, although I would argue Jarvis is on Lockett's level. So Jarvis, is he's a phenomenal wide receiver. It's great to have him there with Odell. Uh, Kaderil Hodge gets you just 39 yards on two catches. This is the interesting one to me. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but... The fact that Hollywood Higgins is not getting much run confuses me. It's Kaderil Hodge out there. Now, obviously with everything going on coronavirus-wise, it's hard for guys to get, or reporters and everything, to get in and watch practices and all that. So I don't know if it's just something Hodge is just better than Higgins, but they re-signed Higgins, and, and he seemed to be thrilled to be there. They seem to be thrilled to have him back, and then he's just not getting out there. So I don't know what's going on with that. But as I mentioned, when it comes to the tight ends, Austin Hooper still not doing much. And again, I love Hooper for a Brown for to be a Browns player. He's a phenomenal all around tight end. But for fantasy, he's not going to do anything, guys. I'm just letting you know it's not going to happen. Like he's there to be that inline blocker, like helping block. And Baker, I just don't think unless they design plays for Hooper, is going to go to him much when he has Odell Landry. And I'm going to be honest, Harrison Bryant, who is faster, better athlete, better hands, he's better on the offensive side than Hooper. Now, he can't block like Hooper. And that's why we saw Njoku so highly involved in the offense before he got hurt in that first game against Baltimore. Because they are just better offensively than Hooper. And so I do think Hooper is a phenomenal tight end. I, the more I've seen him play with us, I'm kind of glad they spent the money on especially having the money. Because he helps so much on, on in blocking. And that's going to be huge for this scheme as we talked about when uh, we did our very first episode here with the Browns podcast. And talked about how much they're going to want to use that outside zone run scheme. Harrison Bryant uh, did just get the one catch for 14 yards. Uh, Baker did target him down the middle for like a 35-yard touchdown, if I'm remembering correctly, but it got picked off on the three-yard line. 
which leads us to Mr. Baker Mayfield, who goes 16-23, to just 219 yards, two touchdowns, and the one interception. Came in with a rating of 110 and a QBR of 98.1. So I thought it was a great game from Baker, and I know there's a lot of people who are upset with or think that Baker, when he threw that interception, you know, complaining. And I get it because it was at a point in time in the game where they had a chance to kind of salt the game away or or take the win, right? Like, they if they would have drove down and scored that touchdown there, it's not going to be as close as the 30-35 to 35 game uh, that it looked there at the end. But I'm not putting that interception on Baker. Now, I, part of me, the part of me that does is, okay, you know you you don't have to make that throw at the end of the game. But he did get forced. To, he stepped up. The linebacker, I believe it was a linebacker, linebacker at the end. I can't remember which one off the top of my head now, but they kind of rush in on him. They're right next to him, and he steps up in the pocket and lets it go. The safety who caught it was like just free roaming at the time. He was on the back side of the play. Baker had not had a chance to, he didn't start on the left side and make his progressions to the right. He was starting on the right side and making his progressions left. So he would not have seen that cornerback who was free roaming over there. For, it was a, I can't remember if it was the cornerback or free safety. But if you watch the play, if you actually go and watch the play, he's on the back side of the coverage. Baker, there's no way Baker sees him. All he sees is Harrison Bryant beat his man, and he's streaking toward the end zone. Baker has to make that split-second throw, and he throws it. Again, Baker is a gunslinger. This is what we love from him. You also have to deal with these types of interceptions because, I mean, if he throws that a little bit higher, it's a touchdown to Harrison Bryant. He just doesn't under he doesn't see that that cornerback or safety is going to come over and intercept it because they're on the back side of the coverage and he hasn't had to go he hasn't had a chance to go through his full progression yet because of how quickly I get, I don't want to say the play broke down but how quickly that defender got to him so I'm not putting that interception on Baker so all in all I think he has a phenomenal game he looked really good I, for fantasy I'm a little bit worried about him just because I do think this is what they're going to expect from him every single week is throwing it between 15 and 25 times for fantasy, that's not going to help you much. Unless he throws for like three touchdowns every time, then great, you're in good business. But he's not going to bring you much running. And and he, I just don't think he's going to have the volume that like a Patrick Mahomes is going to have throwing the ball. So fantasy-wise, I, you know, I thought I, he would finish right around the top 12 at quarterbacks. I'm taking a little bit of a step back from that now. He's probably going to finish top 15. Unfortunately, that's going to cost me a lot of money because I was all in on him as a top 12 QB. But I, I loved what I saw out of Baker, and I'm hoping that continues uh, this coming week against Washington. Let's talk about that defense, because holy crap, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I was talking about the whole game with a bunch of people, and interestingly enough, um, through most of the game, or not most of the game, through the first part of the game, we had not heard or seen anything from Miles Garrett. I talked about this on the podcast last week, or yeah, last week, that I was worried in the fact that he did absolutely nothing in that first game. I mean, he was there, and you could see he was you know, had a presence, but he didn't do anything game-changing or anything, and you need him to. Like, that's what we're relying on him for. I sent that message out while the Browns were on offense, and I was like, I don't understand. Like, Miles Garrett's just not, he's not doing anything. And then on the next play, they pin the Bengals deep, and he gets the strip sack. Gets the ball, or no, the, the Browns, I'm sorry, the Browns go for it on fourth down, they miss it. Get a play, get up, and then uh, I think they had gotten, like, maybe a couple yards, and then all of a sudden, Miles Garrett comes in, their strip sack. Browns get the ball back on the one-yard line. Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. So, Miles Garrett, uh, he made, he announced his name, announced with a presence, 
Loved it. Loved to see it. Hoping to see that moving forward. Sheldon Richardson had a great game. I liked what I saw out of Joby as well. Denzel Ward. My God, that guy, when he is healthy, is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Locked A.J. Green down. You love to see it. I was happy to see it. A little bit worried about him now, but we'll get to that here in a minute. So, overall thoughts on the Bengals game. Glad that they won. Obviously, if Baker doesn't throw that, they could have won by more. Throwing the interception, they could have won by more. It is what it is. A win is a win. Let's just take it. Let's keep moving forward. I love what they did. The bad really is just I want to see Ode- I want to see Landry and Odell get a little bit more involved in the passing game. I know that Baker is more of a throw-it-to-the-open guy. I hope that they design a few more plays for those two because what they can do after the catch is really exciting and can help out this offense a lot. But all in all... I love what I saw out of that offense. I'm a little worried still about the defense, but some of that probably is just the injuries that we have on defense. You know, we'll talk about before we go into the Washington game some of the news and notes going on with the Browns on on what who we might be getting back soon. So, loved what I saw. Let's keep it moving. Let's go. I'm 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 excited. I was I was glad to see it. I'm I'm super thrilled that we got that win. It's going to be a big one this week. Before we jump into Washington, let's talk about some of the news and notes that have happened between Thursday's game and what will be Sunday's game tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. So the biggest thing going on with the Browns, obviously, is the injury stuff. Uh, We got Denzel Ward, who popped up on the injury list Thursday uh, with the groin injury. That's going to be huge. Um, You know, without Ward out there, you know, Terry McLaurin could could end up eating against the secondary. Terrence Mitchell has looked really good, but but Ward's a guy we definitely want on him and to cover him. Uh, Adrian Claiborne with the hip was also listed as questionable. Looks like Olivier Vernon is likely not going to play. He is questionable, though, with an abdomen injury. I'm not as worried about Vernon uh, because... You know, Gustin has stepped up big in his spot. I'm honestly one of those people who's kind of getting sick of Olivier Vernon as much as it sucks. I thought, you know, that trade was going to end up looking really good for us, uh, and it really hasn't. Uh, Mac Wilson is still questionable with the knee and Greedy Williams. Um, Mac, I don't expect Mac to play, but it's good to see that he's that close to getting back, I guess is the way I want to put it. Uh, obviously, when he had that injury in camp, we were all kind of worried that it might be a season ender with uh, with the way that he kind of, I guess, hyperextended his knee. He looks good. They're saying that he's going to uh, be hopefully back this week, but I would imagine... He's not going to play until next week. He's been limited in practice throughout the week. I think they're probably going to wait until he's been like a full go during practice before they play him, but it's good to see him back. We need him there in that linebacking core. And then Jacob Phillips and Greedy Williams have both been ruled out. Uh, you know, I don't know when we're going to see Greedy again. I'm, a little, I'm souring a little bit on this kid. I was so excited when we drafted him, but man, this is just not, not, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little disappointed with him. Kevin Johnson is expected to be back. He was a full participant in practice Thursday and Friday. That's good to get him back, obviously, and help out Ward and Mitchell uh, as well. Again, I'd love to see Greedy, but that doesn't look like that's going to happen. And we are getting Jack Conklin back for this game as well. He sat out the game against Cincinnati with the ankle issue, but he will be good to go, and it's that's going to be key. We're going to need him for this one as as this game against Washington. The biggest issue we're going to have is that defensive front. They are just 
I mean, elite. They, they've got one of the best defensive fronts in the game. So having a guy like Jack Conklin back there on the right side is going to be huge for the Browns in week three. We eating all day, bro. I'm hitting you every time. Every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. I'm not going to be able to do that. You don't want no problems, bro. You are my boy. I'm a man. It's about to get ugly. I want to score. Yeah. You don't want to talk so much. It's time to do now. Not just a good old-fashioned rear-end whipping. Get a house. And it is week three, so we are here to talk about the Browns versus the Washington football team on Washington's side first. Obviously, they've got former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Uh, has been looking a little bit better here uh, the past year. Did not get a lot of starts last year. I believe he didn't start to like the last five or six games. Got a couple spot starts due to injury, uh, but has got the starting job to himself with the new head coach. They are 1-1 one and one on the season. Terry McLaurin is the big name we have to watch out for in that receiving core. He is a stud as well, former Ohio State player. Uh, you know, a guy who has just really come on like gangbusters since his rookie season. And I do hope that Denzel Ward will be able to play to cover him. Running backs, Ant- Antonio Gibson, and honestly, that's the only guy I'm really worried about. You got Peyton Barber. He's a jag. It's whatever. That defense, though, is what is really scaring me for this Browns matchup. They are phenomenal up front and their linebacker core. Their secondary can be beat, so I'm hoping that's what Kevin Stefanski attacks. For the Browns side here, let's start with that defense. Gonna need Miles Garrett and the boys to get after Dwayne Haskins. He is not a mobile quarterback at all, like Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, who they've played the first two games. So they know where Dwayne Haskins is going to be. He's going to be sitting in the back part of that pocket. If they can get a good rush on him and force him to get the ball out, we've seen Dwayne Haskins will make mistakes. I, I know that, you know, that's exactly what we need, really. We need him to we need to force him to make turnovers. Get there, sack him, keep him in long plays, and and see if we can beat them that way. Defense is going to be huge for us this week as we need to try and slow down that offense and Dwayne Haskins. Again, I think Denzel Ward playing. <coughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. Completely losing my train of thought here. Uh, Ward is going to be huge for him to be up against McLaurin. I do think that he can lock him down. I again, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and as good as McLaurin is, I still think McLaurin will probably get some on him. You know, the cornerback's not going to lock him down 100% of the time, but having a guy like Ward out there is going to limit what McLaurin can do, which is definitely where Haskins is want, going to want to go with the ball. Linebackers is still an issue for us, and it's going to be an issue this week. Uh, they've had a, a tight end kind of emerge in Logan Thomas. He's a guy that a lot of people are talking about. He's looked good uh, these past two weeks. This guy they're going to have to cover, and they're going to have to pay attention to the running game. It's been very interesting. The Browns have actually been phenomenal against the run this year. Uh, it may not have seemed like it, but we actually kind of stopped Baltimore. Not just Lamar, but Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins, I know he gets a couple touchdowns, but they didn't put a lot of rushing yards on the Browns, and neither did Cincinnati and Joe Mixon. So I do. I'm not as worried about Antonio Gibson this week. I think the Browns have, for some, they've really improved their their run game defense, which has been phenomenal. As a Browns fan, as long as I've been, that's kind of been our biggest weakness. Is we can just get run all over. That has not happened this year. I don't expect it to happen this week. As for the offense, I'm gonna start with the wide receiver room. 
Odell and Jarvis. I'm actually expecting Odell to have a big game this week. I think he gets another big catch. He's going to get more involved in the offense. I'm excited for Odell. I think I have him up around... Uh, I was trying to pull up my rankings for the Discord channel that we are in. So right now... I have him at 23, so a high or wide receiver two, and most of that I think is just because I expect the Browns to run the ball, but I could see him going higher, and I probably will move him a little bit higher uh, as we readjust our rankings today, just because I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that front. I do think the Browns are going to try and run the ball, but I don't know how successful they'll be. Uh, I do think that the way to beat Washington, as I mentioned earlier, is in their secondary. And Odell, again, I still believe is one of the best wide receivers in the game. He did come out and say uh, the other day, which I should have mentioned in the news and notes section here, uh, that he is willing to take a more reduced role if that's what he needs to. He just wants to help the team win. Uh, Kevin Stefanski did come out after that and say, we don't need him to take a more reduced role at this time, but we'll obviously look into this. You know, I, I just think that's Odell trying to be a good teammate. I think him being a bad team and has been way overblown he's a phenomenal kid we really just need to leave him alone and let him play football Jarvis I expect to keep doing his own thing I have him down here at 33 so again Jarvis I think it's just more of a production of how Odell is producing than Landry not being good Landry's still a stud you're gonna play him uh, I expect him to have good game a good game here as well get probably I'm hoping five six catches maybe 50 60 yards if he gets you touchdown he's gonna come through for you Odell I think this is gonna be Odell's first game over 100 in a while I'm, I'm really all in on Odell in this one um, because the linebackers are good, I'm not sure if Harrison Bryant's going to be able to do much. I know they kind of leaned on him a little bit. Um, not, I mean, not a whole lot, but they, they targeted him a couple times in that Cincinnati game. They used Njoku a lot in that Baltimore game. I don't expect Hooper to do much in this one as well, either. The running backs, you're starting both of them. I think both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to have decent games here. That front is really good. That's going to be the battle to watch, if I'm being honest, is that offensive line against that defensive line. A bunch of first-round picks on there. You know, Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan. Now, Kerrigan may be out, and that might be where the Browns can succeed in this one. Or, or get an edge, with that being said, because he is out or questionable. I'm trying to remember who the other guy was that's questionable. They, they've got a few players that are technically beat up on their offensive or not offensive line, my goodness, their defensive line. Now, that does not mean that they will be out. They could end up playing, um, but they're beat up right now. Cole Holcomb of their linebackers, same thing. He is, he's been ruled out, so... The running game, that's going to be the matchup. Can those guys get going? That offensive line, can they run block well enough against that really good defensive line to to create that those rushing yards? Because that's going to be key for the Browns. They need to rely on that run. They're going to keep using Chubb and Hunt. And I do think that's going to help Baker because they're going to have to roll Baker out in this one. They're just going to have to. He cannot sit back there in the pocket with guys like Chase Young and Ryan Kerrigan coming after him. It's, it's not going to end well. We're going to see a, a Baltimore Ravens type game if that continues to happen so I, I do think that they end up rolling him out a little bit like we saw last week and I'm looking I'm looking forward to it that's going to be big again as I mentioned before it's one of those things where Kevin Stefanski is going to have to be on his game as well he, he's going to have to call a good game and after what I saw in Cincinnati I am expecting him to do that it'll be key and I mean guys I'm so excited for this game I can't I can't even begin to explain but Again, 
Matt, I notice uh, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen's the guy I keep forgetting on that that Washington front. Chase Young, and then I'm, as I mentioned, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat. Like they're loaded, and that's going to be the key right there going up against our really good offensive line. I think it's one of the best offensive lines we've had in a long time. You know, Jedrick Wills looked a lot better last week compared to what he did Week One, but that'll be the matchup. That offensive line, this defensive line. Finishing out here with Baker, I know I mentioned him just a minute ago. Um, I do expect them to throw the ball a little bit more, as I've mentioned now multiple times. The way to beat Washington is through the air and at that secondary. Expect him to probably, I'm hoping, go over 300 yards, couple touchdowns. I'm sure he probably, I would give him a 50% chance of throwing a pick because it's just the way that Baker is. But I do expect Baker to come out there and have a good game this Sunday against the Washington football team and and take us to two and one. And that's gonna be exciting, guys. I mean, we're we're I do really think we're trending in the right direction. I said it after the Ravens game. We just needed to throw that game out. It's just one of those things where weird offseason, new, completely new coaching staff, completely new game plans, completely new systems, offensive, defensive side, and then you go out there and play one of the best teams in the AFC uh, in the Ratbirds who have all been there. They already knew that offense. They already knew that defense. Like There is an advantage to that, and, and anybody you talk to throughout this offseason has said, the teams that are coming in with their teams and the same coaches and everything have an advantage. Baltimore had an advantage. I don't think they're 38-6 better than us. I do expect the game on Monday night between Cleveland and the Ratbirds to be a much closer game. I think the Browns could end up winning that game, but we need to keep winning it one week at a time like Kevin Stefanski's talked about. Before I get out of here, again, if you guys follow me on Twitter, at SportsFanaticMB, you'll see I retweeted a thing out. If not, go look for the Kevin Stefanski uh, they had him mic'd up for that Thursday night game against Joe uh, Joe Mixon. My gosh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, some of the things he says on there is just why I love that guy. I, I talked about it before. He was the guy I wanted the Browns to hire as their head coach. I was not in on Mike McCarthy. I was not in on Josh McDaniels. I wanted Stefanski. I just I'm, I'm falling more in love with this guy every day. I think he is the right coach for this team, and I think he's going to prove it again this Sunday. I think the Browns are going to win 28-14. to uh, It's not a huge offensive game, but I think they still do enough. Again, I expect Odell to go over 100 yards, Chubb to have another good game, and Baker as well. Defense, I think Miles... Uh, Garrett gets himself another sack. I do have a think. I do think he has a shot to. Well, he probably doesn't now, but I I had him as like the, you know, buy low guy or whatever the undercard. Why can't I think, man? Underrated guy to break the the sacks record this year. But uh, I do think he has a big game as well this week, uh, and helping that Browns defense kind of stymie the Washington football team's offense. That is gonna do it for me today, guys. I will hopefully be back sometime next week. Looking to do a podcast on Wednesday to recap the Washington football team game against the Browns and then another one to preview their game um, in week five against the, I'm sorry, week five. We're going into week four, man. What what am I talking about? Against, I believe, the Dallas Cowboys, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Is it the Cowboys? I think it's Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys, Colts, Steelers. Okay, so yeah, so they get the Cowboys there in week four. That also should be a very good game. So, looking forward to it. It's going to be a big one for me, guys. As I, I as you, many of you may know, if you've listened, been listening since the first episode, I currently live in Texas, and yeah, I can't wait till we come in here and beat the crap out of these Cowboys, man. It's going to be great. But good luck to everybody in your fantasy teams this weekend, and let's go Brownies, baby. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable...
unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. God.